Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty, so you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash I do. What's going on, guys? Thanks for joining us today on today's episode. 
We are here at the beach now in Oregon. We had to escape the mountains and uh, there was a fair amount of wildfire smoke and uh, we hope everyone is safe over there. But we are at the beach and it is sunny and cool. I went surfing this morning. The water's like 55 degrees. <laughs> Did you wear a wetsuit? Of course. and But it's like so cold. If you've never been in water this cold, it gives you an ice cream headache when you go under Oh. I was getting ice cream headaches. Oh, I know. <laughs> you don't know. What are you talking well, about? Well, my only experience with really cold water is in San Diego. That is not this cold. <laughs> we are in Oregon. I mean, practically at Alaska's yeah. doorstep. No, I'm just kidding. I know my geography. We're by Canada, <laughs> close to it. It's cold. Yeah. Not quite San Diego, but yeah, anyways. And I'm not complaining. It's beautiful out here. And we just recorded an interview and it was a great one with John Kim. And we talked about respect. And I like John's approach. He's pretty uh, blunt and, and he was... Laid back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Well, Relaxed. His, his blog is called The Angry Therapist. In his first post, I want to tell you, if you are listening with kids, there is not a lot, but some profanity... But just fair warning, uh, you will turn it off now because I'm going to tell you what the name of his first post was. <laughs> okay, I'll give you a second. If you're not with kids, then it's fine. But I'd rather not have your kids hear uh, the profanity. But anyways, it's uh, My Fucking Feelings was, was John's first post. So he is a therapist and he has a bit of an unconventional approach. And today we talked about respect and how to give respect and get respect. And Sarah wanted to sing. She's laughing. She's, she's going to do some Aretha Franklin. No, I no? won't. No. We're going to bust no. it out. Next time. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. No, next time. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> the listeners do not want to hear me saying I'd much rather you do it. No, it's okay. All right. Well, I won't put Sarah on the spot, but, but John gave a lot of great tips and it's important from both sides. I know I sometimes disrespect Sarah. And it, it's not in a abrupt, blunt way that you think of disrespecting someone. It can be in judging them, trying to control them. And, and that the latter is more where I find myself sometimes in trying to control the situation, trying to control Sarah. And um, I, I want to work on that. So John gives tools for both sides of the equation. Now, if you want to gain more respect, he talks about the very important ways to address that as well. Yeah, I think uh, if you have any sort of respect issues in your relationship, John does talk about how it's important to look within as well, to work on yourself, work on your self-esteem. And going forward, it will allow you to be confident in demanding the respect that you want in your relationship. Yeah, for sure. But it's not your fault that you're right. not being respected, but realize that you can take it into your own hands. And at a certain point, if you're with someone that is not respecting you and they're not willing to work on it, then you need to be aware of that. Big and, red flags. Yeah. Awareness is one of the big things on both sides of the, of the equation. You need to be aware if you're not respecting your partner and if you're not getting the respect on the other side, you need to be aware of that so you can address it. And uh, yeah, so really important stuff. And then respect leads to trust and it just leads to a better relationship. So that's why we want to have that. And 
Some of you guys have been joining our Facebook group that has just gone gone up what? Our community. It, yeah. Facebook yeah, community. Uh, last week. The Love Tribe. Just Love Tribe. Love Tribe. Actually, if you're if you're looking for it, if you type in Love Tribe, uh, you'll find it. Or if you go to our I Do Podcast page, it's linked there. But the URL is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash love tribe fam, F-A-M, like family. Because Love Tribe wasn't wasn't available. (laughs) The link will be in the the podcast description as well. But uh, we're it's slowly growing and and it's exciting. We've done some uh, live videos and... Uh, what else? We're we're doing articles. We give you freebies. Um, for example, uh, this episode we have a freebie for you guys. We've put together um, a document on on respect and how you can give respect and get respect in your relationship and just a an easy one sheet to follow to follow to implement more respect in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And Sarah's done a great job getting that together. And we love to see, you know, we want to build this community. We've gotten all these emails and and messages on our Facebook page, but now this, uh, what's it? it it's a group or it's is a it? It's a group. Yeah. Okay. It's called, I know Facebook has like groups, pages, community. all this stuff. It's community. A, okay. Yeah. It's a group. But the, the, the idea is to share valuable information that we're learning from from the shows because we're learning right alongside you, but then to connect with other listeners, share your stories, because understand that you are not alone. There are a lot of people uh, experiencing difficulties or not in their relationship and share happiness um, as well, because we say it in this episode, we say it all the time. You want to be working on your relationship when it's good, when it's okay, when it's bad, but it doesn't need to be bad in order to 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 be proactive and uh, get these tools. So yeah, check us out on there. Yeah, so that's uh, the Love Tribe fam. Uh, just search for Love Tribe and you'll find us and to join in the community. And um, for the, the free download, you can uh, click the link that's in the podcast description or you can go to our website, idopodcast.com forward slash 113 download. So this is episode 113, 113. And uh, you can check out the free download there. And while you're on our website, if you haven't signed up for our 14 day happy couple challenge, you can do that there as well. It's idopodcast.com forward slash 14 and get a daily email for two weeks to help strengthen and improve your relationship. Awesome. So now, because I am not a good uh, co-host on this show, I haven't actually been on the website to see these. It's hard to remember all these. You guys are probably driving. <laughs> Let's say I want to go get the download. Can I just go to the website and I look on the show notes, right? For yep. the episode. Click on podcast yeah. up at the top. This will be the most recent episode. You'll see episode 113. Click on that post, scroll down, and you'll see the link where you can sign up to get the freebie. Cool. Yeah, it's all right there. And then also the 14-day challenge is easy to find. Just yep. go to the website. Right up at the top says Got challenge. It. I'm just I'm just lazy. <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know, represent all the people out there that that might be running and they, they can't write it down or Oh yeah. Just, or just always check our our uh, podcast description in iTunes. Yes. We put all the links there as well. Awesome. Cool. Well, guys, we hope you enjoy today's episode 
And thanks for listening. See you. Enjoy. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you choose from over 1,500 licensed therapists. Get matched with your perfect therapist who can put you on a path to a happier life. For $30 off your first month, visit Talkspace.com forward slash I do. That's Talkspace.com forward slash I do. Hey, John, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. John, we've given our listeners a little overview and we've told them a little bit about your unconventional approach to counseling. That was one thing that stuck out when I was reading your bio. Why don't you tell us about yourself? Maybe you can touch on that and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. This all started from a divorce and uh, I started a blog online and it kind of organically turned into a full practice. And I I started to help people in unconventional ways because as a therapist, I was, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of taught to not show yourself. You're taught to be very neutral, um, you know, working out of an office, et cetera. And it didn't feel honest to me. So I decided to practice transparency, kind of pull the curtain back. My very first post was called My Fucking Feelings. And I think it kind of set the tone. Um, and then I just started meeting people in, you know, in, in coffee shops and I used to take walks with them around lakes here in, a, in, a, in a Los Angeles. And uh, I just thought if we're going to talk about life, let's, let's do life while we're talking. And I would, you know, eat breakfast with them. I would go on hikes with them and they loved it. They thought it was refreshing and different. And uh, I got a lot of people saying, well, this isn't how my therapist works with me or, or the therapist I've had in the past, but I actually, uh, I actually enjoy it. And so, um, that's what I've been doing. And that's kind of, uh, you know, so the unconventional is part, the way I go in temperature, um, um, showing myself, et cetera. And also just not having an office, you know? Yeah. It seems like it was very much unique in that you were going through a divorce and you're a therapist yourself. So obviously there's a unique perspective there. And, and I love the name, the angry therapist is, mm-hmm. is the name of, uh, John's blog for anyone uh, wants to check it out. So seems very uh, real. Yeah, um, it was, I, you know, I, I didn't put much thought in the title because I didn't know it was just for me. I didn't really uh, plan on, on, on uh, blogging for, you know, I didn't know I was going to have an audience. So I thought it was funny that a therapist is angry. And uh, but ultimately, it's basically my way of saying that I'm human, you know. Yeah, yeah. And we love it. And that's what we try to do uh, is relate our, our personal stories. We're not the expert. We've interview people like yourselves and we've learned a lot. But uh, yeah, you know, relationships are hard. And if someone's out here telling you like, it's all rainbows and butterflies and Sarah and I, we never argue it. You know, that's a lie. <laughs> and and, yeah, and I think course. anyone that says that. So uh, it's a, a refreshing perspective. And today we want to zero in. There's so much we could talk about. We want to zero in and talk about respect in the relationship. And I read that you found you did a poll to your online community and you had almost, you know, close to 200, 160 some comments about what they thought was important in a relationship And respect was overwhelmingly the, uh, the answer. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? And then we'll dive into how we can respect our partner. 
Yeah, for sure. I I just um, thought it was an interesting question. I wanted to kind of uh, take a pull on what people thought was the most important thing uh, in a relationship. And I thought it was going to be, you know, chemistry. I thought it was going to be communication, just kind of the stuff that we are used, uh, we're used to hearing. And it was respect and it kind of threw me off. And then I started thinking, well, if all these people are saying respect is the first, you know, the, the most important thing, then that is probably tied to their story. So they probably was either lacking respect in, in some of their relationships or the, or the last one. And I mean, there's a reason why they're saying res- respect, you know, and, and usually it's because uh, they have a, had an experience where that was probably not there and they learned from that. So now they're very adamant that that respect is number one. And so I thought that was really interesting. And I, and I think it, it's a it's a snapshot. I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, 200 people, whatever. But I think it's also a snapshot at just in general, if you pull back, um, I think respect is lacking, you know, and I think we forget and we assume and we think that res- respect is kind of built in. But it, it's it's a choice. It's work, you know, and I think that uh, it, it should be a non-negotiable. In your article, you gave a really cool definition of respect. It was really cool. It wasn't like a simple explanation. Uh, respect means no one has power or the th- or authority over someone else. It means you don't have to agree with someone to love them. Um, it means giving them space, giving their own opinion and journey, let go, accept, don't judge, don't react, don't control, let it be, let grow. And then you said a few more lines there. And I think that is such an awesome definition and something to really strive for um, in in a relationship and in general with uh, how you treat others. So what, what I guess give a little feedback on why you think those things are so important in a relationship. I think uh, respect is kind of the soil. I think without it, you're building on sand. And I, and I also think if you don't respect the person, it's hard to trust, you know, and, and, and if you don't trust someone, you can't there's no legs, you know, without trust, there's no intimacy. There's no, you know, all that other stuff. So I, I, I was thinking like after hearing their responses, I was thinking maybe respect is kind of the beginning, you know, maybe it all starts with there. And there's a lot of different elements of respect. Like Sarah just read with your definition from the article. One of the things that, that stuck out to me is, is don't control. And I, personally have a very, that's one of the areas I'm always trying to work on. I'm very controlling, just not even in the relationship, but just in my life in general. Like I feel like I need to right. control the situation. And obviously in our relationship, it, it becomes an issue. So on the flip side, how can someone like myself who wants to be more respectful to their partner, I want to be more respectful to Sarah, control is an area that I, I I'm working on. How can I uh, work on that? I think we have to be aware of what's ours and what's theirs. So I think, you know, when we uh, are intimate with someone um, because of the comfort level and because now we're doing life with that person, it's very easy to blur blur the lines. And, and I think that, you know, it, it's coming from a, a good place. Like it's coming from a place of love that I want this for you or I want that. And then we, whether we know it or not, suddenly we're, we're indirectly or directly controlling them because we want that for them so bad, you know? But we also don't ask ourselves or maybe ask our partner, do they want that for them? Like, you know, do they want that for them? And so like, you know, for example, I don't know, let's let's say, um, you know, if you want someone to eat better, you could start controlling them passively or, you know, uh, or uh, directly or indirectly through, you know, what what, what kind of restaurants you choose or, you know, cooking, etc. But you know, they may not want that for them. And if they don't want that for them, then you're not really doing life with them. You're doing life at them. And when people uh, start doing life at each other, 
that creates disconnect and that is disrespectful. I like that. That makes it clear. Don't, don't do life at them, you know, projecting what, what I want. And, and it's almost uh, like you said, be aware because it's, it, it's kind of a, a thing that I'm working on and that it, it happens automatically in that the first step is to be aware of that and then take the subsequent steps to, to not do it, but definitely being aware because even like little things, I'll, I'll find myself, you know, we have a two year old daughter and it's, and obviously there's different things with, with a kid that it gets a little bit, it's not necessarily me trying to control Sarah's actions, but just maybe control what's best for our daughter and, and really talking it out, I think helps a lot, helps me a lot rather than jumping to that control, you know, say, Hey, why don't we try this or something and, and sort of proceed that way. Yeah. And also I think um, a lot of people, uh, when their lives or personal lives are out of control, uh, you know, there's something um, where they feel um, like they're losing control, then it comes out in behavior by trying to control someone else or something else. And so a lot of times control is, is about um, what you're not able to control in, in yourself or your life. So what would you tell the people that, you know, commented on your on your Facebook post that respect was the most important thing? And, and then you felt that it was because most likely they didn't have it in their past relationships. How can they moving forward in their next relationship? How can they make sure that respect is a part of their new relationship? Um, you have to make it a non-negotiable. So I think there's a lot of compromise when we meet someone and, you know, we're attracted to them or, you know, they make us feel good or they're beautiful or whatever it is. Um, and then because we're, uh, you know, swept away by the feeling that things like respect will like, you know, uh, minimize, or if it's not there, it's like, Oh, you know, hopefully it'll come later. Um, and it, and it, and it should come with the base model. It shouldn't be extra. It shouldn't be cruise control, sunroof, you know, it should be standard or you don't buy the car or you don't lease the car, you know, because it's going to be the engine. And I think that a lot of times when we get into things, um, there's, a, you know, a, some red flags or we'll, we'll feel dis- disrespected by remark or how someone's treating us. And maybe it's very subtle, like it's not obvious. And so we just keep letting it go. Um, and then suddenly, you know, it, it, it ruins our self-worth and there's disconnect and, and the relationship kind of becomes toxic. It's funny when you say self-worth because I've known some friends in the past who continually date the same type of guys that treat them the same way. And so obviously, you know, we're not therapists, but I can see that that may be an issue that internally they need to work on to grow maybe their self-esteem or their respect. So do you have any advice for those types of people that need to work on themselves to attract the right people that will give them the respect? Yeah, I think everything starts with awareness. And I think that you're right. I mean, I think that a lot of times we're attracted to what's most familiar. Um, and, you know, no child enters adulthood unscarred. So because of our imprints, our early imprints, you know, our relationship with our parents or, or maybe dad wasn't around or whatever, we then later uh, become attracted to people for reasons that may not be healthy, right? And us being aware of that and us being aware of the patterns and knowing, you know, what, what roads those patterns lead down uh, because of our uh, our last relationship, we have to be aware of them and then start breaking those patterns. But I think there's a tipping point. I think there's a point when you work on yourself and you grow and you evolve enough where what you used to be attracted to now repels you, you know, and that's actually proof that you've grown. 
So we talked about control as one way that a partner can be disrespecting them. What's another major way that that a partner is being disrespected and and let's talk about how they could deal with it. So I think the big, you know, the big umbrella is if your partner doesn't have the ability and I say ability because I think it's something that you have to you're not born with is the ability to create a safe space, right? So under that a bunch of things like Character assassination, obviously, um, you know, any kind of abuse, uh, physical, emotional, um, and, you know, character assassination, I, I think is a huge red flag. And if they, and that's like, you know, uh, people that call you an idiot, stupid, whatever, you know, whatever, and then it could get worse. But we, we sometimes, you know, oh, he just said that because he was angry, whatever, didn't mean it. And we will minimize it. But if someone's constantly assassinating your character, that's a cracked container. That's not a safe space, Right. If someone is is very reactive and if they're re- reacting instead of responding, you know that's not a safe space. If they're super argumentative, not listening, so if they're not trying to understand before trying to be understood, you know that may not be a safe space. So ultimately, I think uh, it's about people creating safe spaces, and I think in that safe space you grow and the relationship thrives. If the space is unsafe, the the relationship is stunted, but more importantly, your your own personal growth is stunted, including your self esteem. So what would you tell someone that's listening and they're identifying, they're like, yeah, my partner's constantly making these comments to me. I feel disrespected. How can they, besides the obvious of, of leaving, let's say that they they want to try to make it work. How can they address this issue with their partner and, and move forward positively? Yeah, I don't think it's about, you know, I don't think leaving is the first answer uh, unless it's, it's you know, it's uh, abusive. Like, you know, if you're getting punched in the face, that's different. But I think uh, the first thing is that once you're aware of it is to go to your partner and talk to them. And you're not coming from a blaming you're doing this kind of space. You're coming from this is how I feel. This is how, you know, you make me feel. And and the reason why therapists encourage you to use feeling statements is because no one can argue or take away what you feel. You know what I'm saying? It's your feeling. So you're not, and this is really, I think a lot of, a lot of people make this mistake when they're communicating. You're not saying, you know, you did, you're doing this to me or you're doing something wrong. Um, although it may feel that way, you're saying, this is how I feel. So let's talk about, you know, what's happening, et cetera. So being more neutral and, and not blaming, I think is the way way in, but definitely starting with the conversation and then seeing the response from the partner and how he or she responds back. It's going to be telling how they respond. Exactly. And that's a great point about uh, making a feeling statement because not only that's going to prevent your partner from being on the defensive, you know, and, and, and right. then right. you're getting nowhere. So that's a great piece of advice there. Now, what would you tell the person? Obviously, if, if the partner has a positive reaction, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that. And how can how can I work on that? Great. We go from there. Now, a partner, let's say they deny or say, I never do that. What would be the next step? So it's very telling how someone responds on what their tools are, their abilities. So if you go to a partner and you're like, hey, listen, um, you know, this is how I feel. I, I'm not saying that it's you. It might be me too, but this is what's what's coming up for me in this relationship. I'm feeling unsafe or blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you give some examples and the, and, the, and the partner's immediate reaction is, well, this is what you're doing or it starts blaming or belittling you or not, um, you know, not hearing or accepting your feelings. Then that's a really big red flag and a sign that, that, you know, you are not in something safe. And I think that from there, you have to then decide, you know, do I continually bring this up a few more times and see what happens? 
um, or is this not fixable? Because if the person, there's a difference between someone who doesn't have tools, but is willing to work and, and look at themselves and, and work on acquiring tools to build a, a healthy relationship or someone who doesn't have tools, but isn't willing to, to, to look at himself or herself. Um, if they're not willing to look at him or herself, there's, I mean, what can you do with that? Like, there's nothing you can really do, you know, then you have to decide to try, should I end this relationship and build a healthier container? At that point, would it be a good idea to possibly seek therapy or would you recommend before it gets to that point? Well, I mean, I, I think there'd be good. Like, you know, a lot of people see a therapist when it's too late or when, you know, uh, shit's already hit the fan or, you know, I think um, therapy is great maintenance. I think you should see a therapist, even if nothing's wrong, like just do a check-in. It's just great to have a third party who can um, listen and be neutral and bounce things off. I, I saw a couple um, a week ago and they didn't have any major problem. And we we're just kind of like discussing their, their story, et cetera. But by the end of the session, the takeaway was how much they realized, you know, how, how important to each other, uh, they realized that, that the relationship was and, and they were to each other. And it was, it was a really effective, positive experience uh, session. And it, and there wasn't anything really wrong. There was some bickering, but it was just great realignment, you know, and them establishing what they meant to each other. So I think you should see a therapist as, as much as you can. And I think people get lazy and they just don't do it unless, you know, things are quote unquote wrong. But sometimes if you wait like that, it's because it's too late. And we talk about it a lot on the show. You want to try to have the tools in your toolbox before you need to repair the leaky roof. Cause if the roof is pouring water into the house and you don't have the tools there, it's going to, it's going to be a big disaster. Right. But if we have, if you have a blow up, which you will, because that's what happens in relationships. Now the extent and is, is different, but you want to have those different tools. And that's what I think Sarah and I have found so valuable in doing this podcast is that we have problems just like everyone else. And, and, and there's so many different situations, but this is, like I said, I, I can definitely be controlling and I don't know, I don't want to speak for Sarah, but I'm sure that I know, I do know that that doesn't make her feel good and probably makes her feel disrespected when it gets down to it. So, and, and I think a lot of people don't go see coaches or therapists because they feel like if they do, there's something wrong with their, you know, marriage or their relationship or their themselves as, as people. And so there's a stigma behind it, you know, attached to therapy. Absolutely. I mean, before we started doing the show, I, I mean, I was one of those people. I thought that if you were getting therapy, then there's something wrong. But right. like Chase has said, by doing the show, it has really only strengthened our relationship and, and given us the tools to help us when we get in those tough situations. Yeah. If you're, if you are uh, both seeing a therapist for the right reasons, it's not that there's something wrong. It's that there's something right. It's the first sign that both of you guys want to work on something. So, are there any other major issues when it comes to respect that someone maybe, I know we talked about not judging or feeling judged. I think that that's a big one that seems like it, it would be popping up a lot. How can someone on both sides of that, someone being judged or someone judging their partner, how can they navigate that space? I think you have to express to your partner that you feel judged, um, whatever, wherever that judgment is coming from. And then the partner has to be aware that he or she's doing it. And if they care about you and, and, and they love you, they're going to look at it, you know, and if they're not at a place to, to uh, look at it, then they don't have the tools to respect you. And if, and if, if someone's not respecting you or the relationship, then 
there's no soil for trust or growth, you know, and it's a, I think it's a huge sign. Um, I think also respect means to champion someone's story. So accepting your story, all of it, you know, the good, bad, and ugly. And also you don't have to agree with what, you know, how the, the decisions that your partner may, may make in their life, but you should definitely support it and encourage it and champion it unless it goes against, you know, every fiber of your being and your morals and your values, you know. So what would that look like as far as championing someone's story, like specifically, because uh, that seems like a proactive way to show respect. And I like that. Yeah, it's uh, accepting. It's not controlling. It's allowing them to swim, have opinions, do what they're passionate about, whether you agree with it or not. You don't have to like what they do, but you should definitely champion it, be you know, and, and support it. Um it's also it also means like having your own life and allowing them to have theirs. You know, I think in relationships, uh, codependency and meshment happens very fast because, you know, you, you fall in love with someone and you want to be around them all the time. But you could also uh, lose yourself. So instead of two people coming in as whole people, we have two people turning into one. And that's doesn't that's a, a really bad. That's it's a cul-de-sac. It's not it's just it's, it's going to be short lived. So you're saying that both people need to keep their own personal identity so that it doesn't happen in a relationship? A hundred percent. Their identity, their own friends, their lives, and they're coming together and they're sharing. You know, they're sharing dreams and opinions and, and time and, and their hearts. Um, but they're not two people coming together and then melting into one. Does that make sense? Because when you do that and you allow permeshment codependency, that's when people cross the line and now there's control, there's judgment, there's, you know, a lot of shoulds. And then, you know, you just, you're basically a Siamese twin. It just doesn't work. And that's when there's no respect. Exactly. And, and it seems like the, the default response needs to, what we already talked about is that the person feeling disrespected needs to communicate with their partner that they, it seems obvious, but that they feel disrespected and in doing that saying, I feel and, and not doing it in a blaming way. And, and I got to say, that's a, that's a great point because a lot of people, because they, they grew up and they weren't allowed to speak or they don't have the ability to express themselves, they, they get disrespected, whether it's with their partner, or the boss or their friend, and they don't speak up for themselves. And because they don't speak up, that, you know, that's people constantly have a pattern of disrespecting them, you know. And so you you personally have a huge piece in this. You can't just expect someone to be aware that they're not, you know, that they're being disrespectful. And that when they just break up with them, you have to be aware that this is not okay with you. And you have to actually express yourself, stand up for yourself, um, not in a blaming way, but in a, you know, hey, let's talk about this. This is a concern or this doesn't work for me. And that is also a tool too. A lot of people don't have the tools to um, be heard. That's just it. And it, with a two-year-old, Sarah and I are starting to think about education. We have before, but even more so now. And we talk about how, man, wouldn't it be great if like third grade or whenever, you know, it's determined best that we're teaching kids how to demand respect, you know, like these tools, it's because it's so funny, all relating and all of these tools, communication, how to express your feelings. It's kind of left to the the household to teach that and, and individuals and kids aren't always getting that. And I think that's a big reason we see the problems uh, in relation in, in adult relationships. 
hundred percent. And that's such a great point. Um, I, I think we live in a fatherless nation. I think that is either absent or emotionally absent and, and, and it just sets off the, 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 the family dynamic and, and we're not, no one teaches us. No one teaches us how to speak up. No one allows us to exercise that muscle. And I, you're right. I think that um, there should be classes in high school when we are just sponges and we're, you know, um, starting to, uh, you know, establish relationships and, and experience intimacy. There should be classes where we're we're taught on, you know, what's healthy, what's not, and how to speak up for yourself, how to demand respect, and how to have non-negotiables and hold them with two hands, like all that stuff that needs to be taught. Because if it's not, we learn through our shitty experiences you know we learn through pain and when then it's like suddenly we are in our 30s and we're just realizing shit i need to speak up or i need to do things and all a lot of heartbreak i think could be prevented if we were just um taught these tools and you know early on and it's just so sad that you know we 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 were taught math and geometry and stuff that we don't use but we're not taught emotional intelligence and, and stuff like this relationship tools Exactly. We'll tackle that one on the next show. We'll, we'll, <laughs> that's a, a big project, but no, I, I think it's important. And but you know, it, it's never too late, and that's the thing. And so, if yeah. you're listening, don't don't look at that as a as like, oh, you know, I'm behind the eight ball. And if you're a high school out there listening, good on you. <laughs> you're getting you're getting these tools early, but uh, you know, a, a lot of great information here. We can put it into a course, and uh, it'll be in high school. Hopefully, by the time our our two year old gets there. <laughs> that would be amazing. That that would that would seriously change the world. No joke. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, it. it, it really I would. totally agree. Having done this podcast and and realizing, you know, the relationships are the most important things in your life. Whether it's with your significant other, your romantic partner, or your family, or your coworkers or friends, a lot of these things apply to everything. So definitely, uh, yeah. Next time we'll have you on, we'll we'll go deep dive into how we can uh, make that happen. But I got to ask you before we go to the last thing, love round. I know you did your poll and you said all of the responses that uh, of all the responses, respect was a, a huge, like number one thing, but it was all women. Uh, I thought that was interesting. And I was wondering what the guys were saying as far as what they look for in, in improving the relationship. Yeah. I mean, it was mostly women. And I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means because, um, you know, a lot of uh, predominantly a lot of the people who follow me on social media, uh, media are women. But it could also mean that uh, men may not want to say that or announce that because it means something about them as men if they're not getting res- respect in their relationship or or they might not be speaking up because they feel uh, guilt that they have not been dis- they have been disrespectful in the relationship. I don't know. But I, I think it might be a generalization. But I think, yeah, I think uh, women um, more so than men are experiencing disrespect. And I don't know if that's a cultural thing or, you know. Well, you've given us and our listeners a lot of great tools to express our feelings and uh, get respect in the relationship. And it's an important thing. So thank you for that, John. Now we got to move forward to the lasting love round. So pretty much every expert, doctor, therapist, psychologist we have on the show unanimously recommends therapy as a way to work on yourself or work on your relationship. And Sarah and I have experienced firsthand how valuable this can be. And that's why we are really excited to be working with a sponsor who's been with us for a few months now, our our first and, and longest running sponsor, Talkspace. Talkspace is an online therapy company that makes it easy to connect with an experienced 
licensed therapists that you pick based on your preferences for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. You can send your therapist text, audio, and video messages, or even do live chat. Yeah, and... It's like you're there in the room with them, making it super easy to communicate and talk through and work out whatever it is you're seeking therapy for. Talkspace therapists are fully licensed and go through rigorous training process, in addition to thousands of hours of supervised professional training. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash I do. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use the coupon code I do and get $30 off your first month and to show support for this podcast. That's I do and talkspace.com forward slash I do. Talkspace therapy for how we live today. What is one tool or practice our listeners can use on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? Wow. Oh my God. One tool, uh, always look inward first. So a lot of times, and you know, this also has to do with control. We're always fast to judge control blame or, or, you know, what the other person can do to improve themselves. Always look inward first. So before you, you even go there, ask yourself what you can do every day. It's not, it's not once in a while, or it's not when you've hit, you know, uh, turbulence, it's every single day. Is there a book or resource you could recommend for listeners who want to improve their relationship? Um, yeah, I w- <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend my book, um, but only because it talks about containers, and I really think that uh, we have to build our container first before we can, you know, share containers with someone else. Excellent. Well, we'll be sure to add your uh, book on our show notes page at idpodcast.com. Thank you. We've been married for uh, almost three years now. Is there any advice you'd give newlyweds? Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. To I have this tattoo on my bicep and I have it because it's a reminder to myself to just love hard. I think people give up too soon. I think especially the the millennials and the new generation because they're uh they've just been in a world where it's instant gratification and they've been in a world where there's a lot of choices and you know, swipe culture, etc. And when it comes to relationships, I don't think they're resilient enough. I don't think that, that, that you know, they, they're able to swim past the, the breakers, the turbulence, and actually reach the calm. Um, and I think people give up too soon. I don't think they love hard enough these days. What advice would you give our single listeners looking for a happy relationship? I would say instead of chasing, attract. So um, be the person that you want to be with instead of uh, going out and desperately seeking someone that you think is, you know, uh, good for you or who's your, whoever your, your dream person is. And then it's good because when you're in a chasing state, you're going to minimize yourself and you're going to negotiate and you're going to, you know, things like respect may take a backseat and then set yourself up for, you're going to set yourself up for a bad experience, which will lead cement, you know, old false beliefs. So, um, bring it back to you and, 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 um, start attracting by making yourself more attractive. Well, John, you've given us a lot of great stuff. I'm sure our listeners will be able to apply it as well. When you, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? And, uh, also what was the title of your book again? Uh, it's, it's kind of a long title. It's, uh, the angry therapist is kind of the, the macro title. And then it's a, a no BS guide to finding and living your truth. And it's about building yourself uh, what I call a container. It's your life space. Great. And, uh, is your, your website is angrytherapist.com? The angrytherapist.com. Yep. 
Great. Well, we'll have all those links on your show notes page. And again, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. This was a great interview. And I feel like I want to play the song Respect at the end <laughs> of the show. Uh, <laughs> it's a little on the nose, but for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Thank you guys for uh, thank you guys for what you do. I think it's great. And uh, thank you for helping me create a dialogue about this. Hey guys, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode with John Kim. If you want to go ahead and pick up today's freebie on respect, that's the guide on how to give and how to get respect in a relationship, head on over to our website at idopodcast.com forward slash 113 download and you'll be able to download today's guide. Also, visit our Facebook group page. Actually, it's a group. It's the Love Tribe and you can just search Love Tribe and you will see that right there. It's also linked on our I Do Podcast uh, fan page as well. And we hope you guys join. And then lastly, if you have not checked out our 14-day Happy Couple Challenge, you can do so on our website at idopodcast.com forward slash 14. And you can sign up today. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com